Hey everyone, I am Ashley Billington and this is The Campfire. Today we are going to deep dive into 10-5A Division II. Only a few Houston area teams in this district and all of them are hungry for a title. After realignment, here are the teams who will be competing in this district. Brenham, Brian Rudder, Huntsville, Montgomery, Montgomery Lake Creek, Randall, and Lamar Consolidated. Montgomery was the big dog in this district last year, but with head coach John Bolfing retiring, that might mix things up this year. Let's analyze those teams in our film session. There's quite a few teams from out of the Houston area in this district, but one team that went undefeated in the regular season, Montgomery, is one to look out for. However, the Bears graduated a couple of major parts of their offense and quarterback Brock Bolfing and running back Jalen Washington, among others. Those two helped the Bears light up the scoreboard in 2021, and there's a lot to replace there in 2022. Their rival, Lake Creek, was only 1-5 in, in district play last year, but the Lions were a young team. With a year of experience under the belt, Lake Creek could very likely flip their fortunes this year and be right in the playoff hunt. Playing with no upperclassmen, Brian Randall will have his hands full in the inaugural season for the Randall Lions as they attempt to learn how to win. Lamar Consolidate went 3-7 and seven last year and will rely on two-way star Jason McCullough to help lead the way. Huntsville will look to young junior running back Jawan Giddens to carry the load in the backfield. Brian Rudder started off last year winning their first six games before losing four of their last five. And Burnham is coming off a 7-4 season as well. This looks to be a solid district with no clear favorite, which is the way we like it, right? Let's dig even deeper into 10-5A Division II with Houston Chronicle reporter John Poorman and producer Ward for Salt in our district breakdown. All right, it's district breakdown time. There's my man, John Foreman from the Houston Chronicle, and we are talking 10-5A Division II. This is, uh, compared to districts we've had, this is a shorty district. It's a seven-team deal um, with uh, some teams on the outskirts, but talk about what you think might happen out of this district, uh, especially out of the Montgomery teams. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's going to be interesting because Montgomery is coming off a historic season. Uh, they were 11 and one last year, uh, really great year under coach John Bolfing. But the, the catch is coming into the 2022 season, uh, this is going to be a very different looking team. Uh, Bolfing retired after, you know, uh, several decades of uh, being a head football coach. And, uh, you know, he obviously did a great job with that program over the years in Montgomery. Um, you know, but they're also going to have a new starting quarterback, Brock Bolfing. Uh, the senior starter has moved on now. He graduated and uh, running back Jalen Washington, who rushed for over 2,000 yards last season, is now gone as well due to graduation. So, uh, you know, and in addition to that, they have you know several really good players on the defensive side of the ball that also graduated. So a strong senior class for the Bears led them to a, a great 11-1 season and a, a playoff victory. And um, you know, but it's it's going to be kind of a reloading year. It'll be really interesting to see uh, where they get their next head coach from, uh, whether that's an internal hire or they kind of go outside uh, of that. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of um, come back this year after the success that they had and uh, kind of turn the page. They had that natural, natural rivalry there with Lake Creek. Uh, 
do you think this uh, this year Lake Creek may be able to slip up and, or slip past them a little bit? Yeah, the Motown showdown. Um, yeah. A rivalry still kind of in its infancy, but you know that that's it's a good one out there. These kids all grow up with each other and and know each other well. So uh, yeah, I mean Lake Creek, they have a, a quarterback coming back, uh, Kate Tessier who is 6'4", 205, uh, he's got a really strong arm. I think that he could ultimately be the difference for the Lions there under Coach Pat Kennedy. Uh, he's done a really great job coming over from the Woodlands and, and starting that program up. And, you know, they've had, uh, you know, some decent success there. And I think that this year, uh, you know, with a, a quarterback like they have, it could be the year that they kind of you know, make a move here. We'll see, you know, in this district, I would for sure expect them to be a playoff team. That's kind of where I, I think that they're for sure going to be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of, you know, can they can they rise to the top of the standings? And, uh, you know, you have a, a perennial power like Huntsville in there in the mix as well. So, you know, those, those three teams are kind of, I think, going to be in the mix for the top spot. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's, this is one of those districts, uh... You don't want to. You want to make the playoffs, but you don't want to finish fourth because then you're inviting uh, a trip to Fort Bend Marshall, which you, you probably don't want this year. But they're also inviting a brand new team into this district with Richmond Randall. Talk about the trials and tribulations that Coach Brian Randall is going to have to go through to start up a program here and and get them competitive. Yeah, I mean, uh, a pretty cool opportunity for Brian Randall. You know, I've, I've met him on a couple occasions just covering uh, games when he was at Maidy Creek, uh, Maid Creek. And, um, you know, really great guy, uh, really good football coach. Uh, what a cool opportunity for him to lead this football program at the school named after his father. I mean, just you can't write it up any better than that. So, you know, I'm sure when they were flipping through the applicants for that job, you know, it was kind of an, an obvious choice and a really great fit there. Um, you know, I, I would expect, uh, you know, them to be competitive. I mean, they're going to have a young team, you know, I would think. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really hard, especially in football coming in when you have a young roster like that at a new school to be competitive. But, you know, as you mentioned, this district is only seven teams. So there's going to be more teams in the playoffs than not. And, you know, who knows, you know, I could see them competing, uh, you know, for one of those spots for sure. Um, just a matter of kind of bringing those young guys along and especially early on in the season when they're playing some non-district games and kind of putting them through the fire a little bit and getting them acclimated to the varsity level and, um, you know, kind of the expectations that they've set for that program. But, you know, I, I think that they're, they're set up for success moving forward and, you know, we'll see how this uh, first year goes. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting dealing with the 10th and 9th graders only, so trying to get them uh, to learn a new culture that he's trying to develop there. And it, it should be it should be some growing pains, but they'll we'll see how they, they – like you said, they only have to pass up two teams or three teams to get in the playoffs, and they'll, they're in there. And then they got Marshall. So, <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you joining us, John. We're going to go into 6A after this. We're already in the 6A. we got 12 6A districts to go through. And we'll start with 13-6A next week. So I appreciate you joining us, John. Yeah, 13-6A, a district I know well from Montgomery County. So excited to talk about that one for sure. That's right. That'll be a good one. All right, I'll talk to you next week. We've heard about the teams. Now let's take a look at some of the athletes to watch out for and our players on the rise.
at the white opposition Montgomery's Justin Herman could be the best in the district. As a junior, he caught 68 passes for just under 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns. Last year, Herman lined up in the slot and proved he is an excellent route runner. Lake Creek Sam Lee might have something to say about being the best receiver as well. Lee caught 46 balls last year to go along with just about 800 yards and nine scores. Sam is a junior and has committed to play baseball at Arkansas, but while the Lions have him on the gridiron, they'll definitely use him. Lee is a big target, but his speed has also made him a threat in the return game. One of the best two-way players in the district is Lamar Consolidated's Jason McCullough. He played tight end on offense and was second team all district. On defense, McCullough played defensive end where he was named first team all district. A little undersized, McCullough still found a way to pick up 33 tackles, two sacks and five tackles for a loss. As a tight end, Jason caught 19 balls, but really showed his blocking skills in both the run and pass game. Tyler Wilson is a ball hawk on the Montgomery secondary. Wilson found his way onto first team all district because of his ability to snuff out the errant pass. Kyler had two picks last year, including one pick six. And if you think he's invisible in the run game, try asking opposing ball carriers how hard he hits. Great athletes in this district, but it takes great coaches to get the best out of these guys. Richmond, Randall is a brand new school and right now they only have ninth and 10th graders competing on the gridiron will be tough for any coach, but even more so when your family name hangs above the school Our word for sold caught up with Randall head coach Brian Randall to discuss his anticipation of the Lions first season in our media day segment. All right, it's media day time. We're talking 10-5A Division II, and we are with Richmond Randall head coach Brian Randall. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because because your dad's who the name the school is named after. How cool is that? I mean, to take away from everything else, how cool is it to be the first football coach at a school named after your dad? I guess it's a good time you can you can talk up your dad a little bit, and that'll be his Father's Day present this year. Right, right. Yeah. No, nah, I tell you what, it's very. It's very different, and I'll you catch me smiling every once in a while because when they when they say Coach Randall at Randall High School, you know that's it's a unique situation. Uh, the biggest thing is just trying to 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 make them proud. You know, we want to make sure that we make make him proud, and, and we lead by example and do what's right. You know, that's the biggest thing. Is you go to Randall High School, you want you want the kids to enjoy their time here and also get a great education. Uh, talking just football, and you may need to take a breath because you're going to have to think, think it, maybe think this one out. But what? Because there's a lot of tough deals. But I was going to ask, what is the toughest thing for you to start a program uh, to actually get the program that has never played a, a down yet to get it going? Uh, I mean, honestly, you take you take a lot for granted in the sense of just the, the norms, like things that, that you. Like checking a kid out of class or whatever, like just just the little things that you're just used to doing because you're already in an established program. Like we have to, we said everything. There is no tradition, right? So that's the unique thing, and it's also the tough part because you have no senior leadership. We opened up with ninth and tenth graders, so you know, like I know, when you're young, you're kind of in your shell a little bit. You might not want to speak out. So us just trying to grow leaders right now and just trying to get the kids comfortable. 
and talking in front of people, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of, that's the tough part is finding that, that true leadership. And you talk, and there's obviously going to be a ton of firsts. Everything's a first. You got your first, you know, colors for your thing, silver and black. Your first name is the Lions. But there's no culture there. You, you got to kind of build that thing. And how tough is that to kind of build a football culture? Is it something that the kids are excited to do? Hey, we're trendsetters. Or is it something that, you know, you talked about not having any leaders or finding your leaders right now. How excited will it be for you for somebody to step up and say, okay, this is what I want Randall uh, football to be like? Right. Well, it's just just like you said, there, there is no culture. So we're building it from the ground up. We got kids from Terry. We got kids from George Ranch. And we have kids from Lamar Consolidated. So you take those three and you just kind of, you know, you mix them in the pot. So right now, I mean, we, we do have some leaders, like our, our quarterback, Leo Garza, he's a, he's a true leader. Like, he's a true leader. He commands the room. And he does what's right. I mean, I dare to say 100% of the time, like, he's, all, he's just one of those kids. He's a really good kid. So we do have some leadership, but it is, it's difficult in the sense that you're dealing with, with young kids, you know, you got, you got ninth and 10th graders, you know, and ninth graders are very squirrely, you know, I don't know when this last time he was on the campus, but ninth graders, they can be a little squirrely. So, I mean, the good part is we got great administration that backs us, that, that are really believe in athletics. So that, that helps to where I get all my coaches in the period for the most part. And we, you know, we're, we're, <clears throat> We coach hard, but we coach fair, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Uh, have you had any spring-type practices that you can even really sit back on? And, and if so, is there, is there any diamonds in the rough that, that you'd like to talk on as far as offensively or defensively on this team? Um, we had our first scrimmage, with inter-squad scrimmage on Friday. Uh, the boys did. When I tell you, like, our offense played extremely well. Like, they played extremely well. They moved the ball well. Our starting quarterback – Blew out his knee against Lake Belton this past season, I guess week seven, week seven, and he he's had surgery already, so he's he's on the mend. But our backup, he looked he looked pretty good. He threw, I mean, he threw the ball well. So we were all kind of you know we were pleasantly surprised about that. Defensively, our D line is going to be, I think, our strength of our defense. They're going to be pretty good. They're just young. We have two freshmen and two sophomores. And, and I tell you, they're going to be good, though. Like in a couple of years, they're going to be very, very good. That's going to be nice to see them grow with you. Now, uh, I don't know how much you had a chance to look through the district there, but with the Montgomery teams and, and, and Lamar Consolidated, Huntsville, Rudder, and, and, uh, and Brenham, how do you feel your teammates survey? I mean, you may take some lumps because you're younger, but how do you think you guys will survey through this district? All right, well, we don't, we don't believe in excuses, right? It would be easy to say, oh, we're going to be young. You just want to go out there and compete. I mean, that, that's what you're supposed to say, but that's not what I'm going to say. We are going to be young, but we're going to, we're going to put the kids in position to be successful. We do have some young, talented kids that can get open in space and make people miss. You know, and like I said, we'll, defensively, we'll hang our hat on the D-line. We'll, we will be young, but I, I expect us to, to go out there and compete. I mean, every down, every minute, every second of the ball game. Now, obviously, you have a lot of stuff going on there, but one of the things you did have to do is dig around and find four non-district games. Uh, what are those games, and how do you hope to come out of there? Well, we play uh, Calhoun, Port Lavaca, Calhoun, West Columbia, and Bryan. Um, I know, <clears throat> I know, Coach Tellis well. That's how I agreed upon that game. To be honest with you, um, Coach Mayshek, the head coach over at uh, West Columbia. 
my first year at Foster, I guess was that 19, 20 years ago, he was the defensive coordinator there. You know, so I've, I've worked on staff with him and he's a, he's a good guy. So reached out to him. And <clears throat> the biggest thing was just trying to find teams that we can match well with, you know, in that, that preseason piece and just trying to get the kids used to just, I mean, competing on that, on that varsity level. You know, I think the, the Friday night lights, when the lights come on sometimes, you know, you can be a deer in the headlight at, at, at moments, but that's the biggest piece of why we want to play those games. I can dig it. I can dig it. Hey, I appreciate you joining me, man. There's going to be some ups and downs this year, but I personally think they got the right man for the job, and, and, and good luck down this, uh, this season. That is a man with a lot on his plate. But if anyone can do it, Coach Randy sure can. That's going to do it for this week's show. Be sure to join us next week as we begin coverage of the Houston area 6A team starting with 136A. You can keep up with everything on the high school football scene on our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram accounts. Until next time, I am Asha Bullington, and thank you so much for watching the campfire.